0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house. Here in the open home hour, open to you. You, the Arizona homeowner, whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. You can join the conversation by dialing 1 888 767 4348. 1 Rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three, or you can email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Uh, we've got a lot going on here at Rosie on the House this week. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> and, and a lot next week. Uh, next Saturday will actually be a live broadcast. It's not something we generally do in the summertime. A lot, a lot to do. Yeah. Uh, usually that's called a pool is when you, yeah, when right? you go outside right. or leave the home in the summer. But we actually have a very special broadcast live next Saturday. It's the first time in your, what, 35 years of general contracting that you all are opening a design studio.
1: We are. Uh, Rosie Wright Design Bill uh, will be opening a, a remodeling design studio. It's up at Scottsdale and Shea. Sixty-nine forty-nine Eschay Boulevard, uh, by the
0: YMCA, just east of the YMCA. Yes, Turn well, down that road, and it's right there. It is right there. We've got. Uh, I don't know. I don't uh, even know if our signage will be up, but we've got banners up there. You'll be able to find it. You know and how it, many people I tell where that is, and like, is that by the Thai House? I'd love to. Yeah, right, right. I've been at the tie house. house forever. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try this Thai House. I've never eating there but that's the first thing everyone says oh by the thai house start with kung pao shrimp okay <laughs> you had me at shrimp <laughs> yeah take it start i don't know about the, the rest of that stuff start with shrimp. Kung pao can... shrimp about a
1: heat level four and you'll be you'll be a very happy duck so rosie wright uh will be uh opening a design showroom we've really uh in in, in actually my 48 years of remodeling Arizona homes um We've never had a design center. We've always used our customers' homes <laughs> as, our, as our showrooms. But we decided we've grown to the point that we would be a great place for everybody to come meet my staff, meet the people you'll be working with that have accomplished something no other Phoenix area remodeling contractor has. We've been recognized as one of the leading customer satisfaction remodeling contractors. In the entire nation, we're one of 85 in the entire nation. We're the only one in Maricopa County. There are only three in the great state of Arizona. And the other two, one's in Yavapai County, one's in Coconino County. Actually, Coconino County just happens to be a Rosie-certified contractor up in Flagstaff. So we'll be joining uh, you at that live broadcast next week. We'll be out there setting up about 7 o'clock. The show will start at 8. We'll have, uh, I believe, Jason's Deli right across the street is going to come over and cater, yeah, cater, cater the whole event. We'll have some snacks. We'll have some refreshments. We'll be doing the live broadcast, and we'll be there through the course of the afternoon. Uh, no reservations required. Come on by. Introduce yourself and say hello. You know, having graduated high school just a couple blocks from there, since we've had the sign-up, I've heard from more old high school guys. <laughs> still, still in
0: the neighborhood? Yeah, still in the neighborhood. I just talked up to Ty House, but that's right, they're not open at 8 o'clock in the morning, so Jason's Deli, they, they've been there forever, too. Yes, they have. Um, on the south, nor opposite corner, northwest corner, so we have uh, uh, it's a fifth Saturday. Every now and then, we get these special Saturdays that have a fifth month, and in our Outdoor Living Hour. We bring in special guests or different unique uh, specialists to c- cover things that you wouldn't talk about on a weekly or monthly basis. They're just too niche or unique. So, since we'll be at the studio, we're yeah, actually going to have your your team talking about you know outdoor kitchens, ramadas, casitas. If you want to build a physical structure that's going to require permits and uh, engineering and architecture. and engineers. That's going to be next Saturday. So That's we're, right. We're going to have a talk about outdoor building and then the 9 o'clock hour we'll talk about you know indoor remodeling. Hopefully y'all come by and, and, and see us. I think Jennifer's going to blow up a bunch of helium balloons so j- just
1: look for the floating helium balloon tails and uh, come and join us.
2: Yeah, we're right on the corner, not hard to miss. Hey guys, we're having a little trouble with our phones. I have a couple people I told I would call and get them back in queue, Yeah, but I can't call out. But we tested the phones. You can call in. But let me just – can I just float to the couple of questions that we had that came in that I
1: – I really like seeing them up on the screen.
2: Well, okay. Well, you, you can handle this just
1: test me. Okay. How, how good is that old that old man?
2: So I have a <laughs> gentleman, Brian from Levine. Okay. Had his roof redone. Okay. Uh, and um, the contractor came in and – did not replace the ridge vents. He, the gentleman had quite a few ridge vents, and they just completely ignored them and put the roof on without them. And now they're noticing that one of the rooms is really warm, and he's just wondering if that would have, would cause that. And he asked the gentleman to come back and put the vents on, and now the gentleman wants to charge him to put roof vents back on the house.
1: Gosh, that's that's frustrating. If the vents were there when the job started, a responsible roofer would have... Should have had the courtesy of asking. Do you want those put back? And I believe ridge vents are very efficient. They've had, they've actually improved them quite a bit, because for a lot of years we'd put those ridge vents out there up there, and they actually leaked. Um, some of these monsoon horizontal rains actually brought water into the uh, attic. I doubt. Well, uh, here here's here's. What's gonna surprise most you homeowners, the temperature of your attic when it's a hundred and sixteen degrees outside, is only impacting your air conditioning bill by less than ten percent. So if in the middle of the summer, right now at 115, 116, 117 degrees. If your air if your electric bill is four hundred, four hundred and fifty dollars, half of that is air conditioning. So two let's just say two hundred bucks is air conditioning. Only twenty bucks has anything to do with the temperature of your attic. And I know people that will spend thousands of dollars cooling off their attic to try and cut their electric bill. All that money is being spent, you're flushing it down the toilet.
2: So are you saying you don't think that that would affect that one room? I do
1: not. I I like Ridge Vents. I like naturally ventilating an attic. I don't like power ventilating an attic. Um, And that roofer, shame on that roofer for not bringing up at the point of signing the contract in the first place. I would try and shame him into into coming back and putting it on.
2: Okay. Uh, You want the second question?
1: How did I do on that one? You did great. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: So this gentleman, uh, they have a new home, and therefore they have a new water heater. And when they leave, it's a gas water heater. And when they leave for vacation, they turn that water heater, they turn the gas off. And so he said, we came back, and before we even turned the gas back on, we realized we already had hot water because their lines run in the attic. <laughs> so he's just, his question was more like, you know, that hurt the water heater by not turning the gas back on. But I would think his question would be, "How do I get cool water in the summer?"
0: <laughs> yeah, he. There is no easy answer to getting cool water, but the water heater itself is generally set to one hundred twenty-two, one hundred twenty-eight degrees. It, you know, it, it can vary on suggestion based on who you talk to. Um, but that's to keep bacteria from growing. I seriously doubt even as. Warm is whatever, whatever the temperature of, of water he has is that hot. So I would still turn it back on. It, it won't have to work very hard to get it to True. 122 or 128 at this point if he already has that warm of water coming into his home. But that, that's the reason you would turn it back on is to keep the inside of that tank sterile. Good point. I'd be more inclined to move the water heater. Almost every water
1: heater has a vacation setting. On the dial, on the temperature dial, just for all the reasons Romy just said, don't turn it off. Just turn it down to vacation mode. Okay.
0: And if you're worried about it leaking while you're gone, you know, you, you, there's a shutoff valve for the water. The water will still stay in the tank. So if there is – if the tank leaks, it's only going to be what is in the tank because sh- you've got the valve shut off. So the water won't be pouring in and – that would be, you know, only be how one, you would manage one dump that. Full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And I guess a tankless water heater—you don't have to worry about it.
1: Period. That's true. Exactly. All right. City of Phoenix Town Council just did something I think is going to go all the way across the great state of Arizona. They voted seven to two. To if you're in City of Phoenix, the council voted seven to two—seven in favor, two oppose to raising your water rates as much as 48%. Now, when look, you
0: look. when you look at a water bill and it's been a long time since I've had a water bill. I mean over 20 years. Right. But what I get is an electric bill because I'm on a well. Yep. But the electric bill is very similar to the water bill where the amount of electricity used is a fraction of the bill. You've got all these other surcharges that come with it. When we're talking this water bill, is it specifically the water, or is it like forty-eight percent across the board? So your trash and your dumpster service and every politician's dirty just, hands. This is just water, and the raise is actually
1: designated to increase the improve the infrastructure, so we don't become a Flint, Michigan. <laughs> That's a joke, huh? <laughs> um, but they're talking the average customer is going to go from about thirty-two bucks to forty-eight bucks, and that's seventy percent, and it's going to based on usage, and seventy percent of our of the average Phoenix homeowners exceed the usage that they recommend. So, so water uh, is now going to be more expensive in City of Phoenix, and I will tell you, don't get mad at City of Phoenix. the The council. The council used an excellent argument. They said, "You know why we're having to do this is because no other council in the last thirty years has had the guts to do it. We got, <laughs> we got some catching up to do." <laughs> so,
0: well, uh, as you say, all the other ones are going to follow suit. They are now that one has done it. Everyone will. But what is still surprising to me, you know, nobody likes the monthly bills, whatever. But when when you look at it, how cheap water really is when you have to look at. How it's channeled and pumped and you know treated and pressurized and delivered to your home, it, it boggles my mind. It's as cheap as it is, but I'm not saying that that's a reason to be happy about their increase. It just still blows my mind how affordable our utilities get delivered.
1: Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirty gritty. bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to. Be
0: I just wait for an explosion. Boom. <laughs> <clears throat> we had one of those That's this week. week. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Propane, Bobby. Oh. Yeah, last but John McClane wasn't here to help put it out. Good point. La- Very good point. Last week... <clears throat> Um, our little church up in the White Mountains
1: is doing an addition. We're doubling the size of the church, and they're just finishing it. And they were setting the propane tank. And there was a, a big fuss over which direction it was going to get located. And on our elder board up there was a retired fire captain of the city of Tucson.
0: And he, re- he refused to let
1: them set it the way they were setting it. And I said, Well, golly, how, how, well, why is it so important? How often does a propane tank that size explode? And that, <laughs> <laughs> and that afternoon I got to wash one. <laughs> so I was very glad that Bob Oppel was on our board of elders and he was able to instruct the propane company exactly. I guess the ends of those large tanks will explode off and become rockets. And so you have to have it so that the ends in a grass fire or wildfire the ends of the large propane tanks are pointed away from your building and your livestock barn and your parking lot
0: and the expert i saw on uh, on on the news as you saw the fire shooting out from the ground everybody yeah. thought it was a pipeline yeah. but he pointed out that what it was doing was exactly what it was designed, it was designed... to designed to gas out all of that propane had it just been one valve we would have had a crater Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> and if you have an above-ground tank, uh, propane tank on your home, in a wooded area in the mountains and the hills, they actually advise you to keep it – get it full before the summer hits. You may not use it a lot, especially if you're only using it for heater or if it's a winter vacation home. But you don't want to leave it empty, and empty your tank is more likely to get set off by a fire than a full tank. Ooh. All of that propane in there – will actually help keep the tank cooler uh, and, and more fire-resistant than an empty tank. Man, oh, man. Well, I got a call, an interesting call at the office
1: yesterday afternoon. I was kind of in the middle of about 100 different things. But uh, it was a, a young lady saying, you know, I, I Googled supercooling, and your name is all over this thing. <laughs> um, it should be. What, <laughs> see, like, what can you tell me about supercooling? And, uh, folks, all I can tell you, uh, if I just, let's just talk about APS, okay? And they're getting ready to go. They're, they're actually at the Corporation Commission looking for a rate increase right now. Let me just tell you something. As an APS customer, you can pay as little as $0.03 cents a kilowatt or as much as $0.27 cents a kilowatt. Did you hear me? $0.03. Cents or 27 cents. That is not high octane electricity. It's not better. The more expensive electricity isn't better electricity. It's exactly the same electricity. But what APS has done, which was extremely strategic, intelligent, brilliant, and genius, is they said, you know what? If we could get customers to start moving their consumption off the summer afternoons, by time-of-use payment plans and purchase plans, we could put off building the next power generation plant for an entire generation. It's the greenest thing you can do as a homeowner. And the great majority of you are on the standard plan, which is counterproductive to how we need to live. So supercooling is about buying electricity... When it's the most affordable, 21 hours a day from 7 o'clock at night to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And from 4 to 7, you don't turn one thing on. Nothing. Not your electric water heater, not your air conditioner, nothing. And if you take your APS bill. And take the total kilowatts, you'll find that right in the upper right hand corner of the page one, and divide that into your total bill, which is on the left hand side of the page, about three quarters of the way down. You'll get your kilowatt rate. It's gonna probably be about 13, 14, 15, 16 cents per kilowatt. For many of you, it's gonna be above 20 cents a kilowatt. Super cooling done properly where you're purchasing over 90% of your electricity all month long, off-peak, we can get you down to 8 or $0.09 a kilowatt as an average. And you know how much it costs to super cool? You know how expensive a piece of equipment you have to buy? Nothing. Nothing. It's all completely up to you. I went on APS this morning, and I said if I wasn't on super cooling... How much would the other plan have cost me? One of the other plans would have cost me another $1,000 a year. The standard plan would have cost me another $1,800 a year. Super cool. Find it at RosieOnTheHouse.com. You save yourself some money and you'll live more comfortable.
0: One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. If you'd like to join the conversation, we have it that the phones may be working now. Um, you call in, we can't call out, and and that's we're calling show right. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. You can also text questions to four one one nine two three and email info at Before we get to our weekly to do, let's do a couple. Uh, rapid fire questions. Jennifer has screened, uh, but not on, we're not going to be on air. Just working through this little computer glitch here. What do you have?
2: Here we go. I have a 1955 galvanized piped home in Tucson. My plumber told me to replace the main shutoff. He will have to replace the line all the way to the house and dig up my yard. Is this legitimate and why?
0: Probably so.
2: Ah, Probably not the answer they were hoping for. Yeah,
0: the the galvanized is probably so corroded and and rusted at this point. Anything you do to it, you know, is going to be impossible to make it a leak proof replacement. It it's one of the it's just going to keep crumbling down the road, down the road, down the road, down the road. So you you probably are. Yeah. Go down there, dig it up, get about a sixteen inch pipe wrench.
1: Put about a four-foot, one-inch galvanized pipe over the handle of the piper, and she got lots of leverage.
2: <laughs> Why did they use that in the first place? Did, well, it, it was,
1: was the best, its time? It was the best that we had at oh, the really? time. Oh, really? They just didn't
2: have other yeah. choices. All right. They've,
0: curious. And they've tried a lot of other things, you know, uh, polybutylene, Orangeburg, you know, or for drain lines. Uh, polybutylene was supply lines. Yeah. Orangeburg was drain lines. Uh, black PVC. I mean, it... I had Pex is a water supply line now, yep. and they're not doing anything like with Pex for drainage. Yeah. Well, that might be an interesting concept, sloping drainage. Yeah. But yeah. that was just at the time what was best. You You cannot work
1: on 70-year-old galvanized pipe with any confidence or reliability. Chances are the minute you look at it it's <laughs> or uncover yeah, right. it is going to start leaking, so that's probably a, that's probably
0: a fair assessment.
2: Okay, you ready for the next one? Okay this, this person that,
0: go ahead they could always get a second opinion and estimate just to compare them, but for sure I, expect the same answer, but now you've got two different estimates. you can compare prices and just make sure you know everybody's on the up and up.
2: Good point. Okay, so this one we get from time to time, and this is a biggie. This Uh person is trying to remove a wall in the home.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. Some people
2: think it's not as big a deal as it can be. It says, the trusses run the opposite direction of a wall, which usually could mean it's load-bearing. I went up in the attic and looked at the wall, and it's not resting on the truss. This is telling me that it's not a load-bearing wall. Does my assessment seem accurate?
1: Probably. I'd like to know the age of the home, which he doesn't tell us, but if the home is trussed, it is generally trust, load bearing, outside wall to outside wall. But there are center bearing trusses. Now, if he say if he if there's no shim shingles in there, and there's no hurricane straps attaching the wall to the truss, he's probably right. It's probably an outside wall to outside wall. But
2: um, who could affirm that for him? Uh,
1: well, he he needs he needs a uh, licensed, bonded, insured contractor to take a look at for them. They may charge him a fee to come out and take a look at that. But even some licensed bonded insured remodeling contractors would say um, verify it with an engineer because they've got to take a look at the bottom cord of the truss. They've got to look at the web members of the truss. They've got to look at what the roof load is and they've got to verify. Yes, that truss was in fact designed to be outside point to outside point. It's a center non-load bearing. You're safe to proceed.
2: And that's a permitted uh, oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby. For sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Want one more? You're just rapid fire here.
1: We we have time. Yeah, I guess Okay. Go ahead.
2: It says I need your advice on these types of spray-on roof coatings that are being advertised as an alternative to replacing your shingles. I have an asphalt roof on my house in South Scottsdale. Do you think it's worth the money to invest a spray-on roof coating? Here in the valley with our extreme heat, would you recommend it as a trusted alternative to replacing shingles? So apparently some kind of coating. Have you heard of that? Yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, you down in Pima County, you're listening right now. Pima County, and I know this home is in Scottsdale. I get that. But Pima County is probably the capital of the world for roof coatings. (laughs) They roof coat more things in Pinal and Pima County than you could ever possibly imagine. In my opinion, roof coating, three-tab asphalt shingles is a Band-Aid patch at best, and here's why. Those asphalt shingles have been sitting up on that roof, being blasted by the ultraviolet light, the heat of summer, the cool of winter, and all those granules have now started delaminating ...off the asphalt sheet that holds the shingle together in the first place. How are we going to get that roof so free of debris, so free of minuscule pebbles and granules... ...that we can apply something that's really going to stick? I have used, personally, on my own rental properties, roof coating products that I drove to Tucson to buy just to extend the life of a roof while I was waiting for a permit or while I was waiting for a new roof contractor to get there and put a new roof on it. So I've used them. They can be installed properly to extend the life, but I do not consider it another 20-year roof. So I would take a really, really hard look at how much the coating is going to cost you as compared to how much a whole new three tab shingle roof is going to cost you. And you know, that's going to last you 20 or 30 more or more years. So proceed with caution on the roof coating. You know, Romy in the newsletter this week, we talk about back patio surfaces and it's one that's, I. Uh, I mean, you grew up in my house. You know how much time we spend in the backyard. My backyard is the overflow room of the house. Um, uh, And I see hardscapes get designed all the time with patios and patio extensions and sitting areas that go in and use uh, hard surface products uh, that really help create a heat sink in the backyard. As a matter of fact, uh, I dug up an old report that we had done almost 20 years ago
0: all the different surface material
1: heat we put all the different surfaces in the backyard and we waited until a june afternoon when it was about 110 degrees outside and then we took the thermos the temperature of each of those products uh surprisingly the two products that were the hottest were the synthetic wood deck material back then it, it was trex but i mean they all carry that much heat it's not just a it's just not a characteristic of tracks. they all do it and the synthetic grass. It was the plastic 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 vinyl pro- and those surfaces were, were above 150 degrees. Um, concrete driveways, 130 degrees, decomposed granite landscaping, 130 degrees. Black asphalt parking lots, 145, 150, 160 degrees. Your natural tiff lawn out in the backyard with no shade on it in the middle of the afternoon is above 100 degrees. So I'm a big fan. If I'm going to extend my patio out into the sun, I'm very particular about what I'm going to put on there. There are products that will actually remain cooler than the ambient temperature of the air even with the sun straight on them. So I like the light-colored pavers. I like the air-entrained concrete pavers. Um, it, 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 it can seriously reduce your backyard temperature, I'm not kidding, by 10 to 15 degrees. And then in the shoulder seasons of the monsoon, where the humidity is below 20%, you put a misting system on that, your backyard patio is going to be twenty to thirty degrees cooler than your neighbor's backyard patio, with the right products, a little misting system, and some moving air.
0: Moving air is huge. <laughs> yeah, you know, even even with a misting system, that can lower the ambient air temperature. But with that that little bit of air movement, you know, moves that mist and, and gets the whole back. Patio instead of it just dropping straight down. That that is huge. We have they don't make them anymore, unfortunately. Uh, they, they were really cool. They were made right here in Arizona, uh, American materials. It was just they, they as they were about three grand. The Patio Pals, and it's a yeah. a Vap cooler with a ice chest on top of it on these five big rollers, and it moved around. I mean they're they were great units, but the price point they just couldn't get it low enough where. They could – there was enough buyers to keep manufacturing it, and they they weren't going to outsource it overseas, so they just shut it down. But we still have one of these Patio Pals. I love it. That uh, sits on the edge of our mulberry tree, and it blows in under the tree where we've got our table and our chairs. And uh, even – like I said, it, there's st- nights where the air is very still, not very many. But man, just being able to turn that on and create that air movement is is huge. My back patio faces due
1: west. I'll never do that again. I'll I'll never have a house that does that again. Um, And I had the misting system on. I had the patio power on. I had the ceiling fan on. And this was three weeks ago when the relative humidity was still at 5%. And Jennifer and I were sitting on the back patio. And she got up and went inside. And when she came back outside... She was wearing a sweater (laughs) off the patio. It was a hundred (laughs) and eight degrees. I said, darling, darling, darling. Oh, I guess. So I love creating that kind of space. Now we've got Miss Joyce on the phone. And I, I think this, 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 uh, I think this is going to be a funny story. I, 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 let's see if we can well, turn it, it in. It wasn't
3: too funny at
1: the time. <laughs> okay, all right. What happened?
3: Okay. Uh, to your person that called about uh, do that really need to redo all the pipe underneath the galvanized. Yes, they do. Okay. I decided to change the washers in my mother's house, which is around 50 years old at the time. And so I went out front. There was a standpipe with the hose bed and then it ran into the house for the piping so i turned off the water did all the washers and if i was going to do one i might as well do everything while i had the water off so i spent a couple of hours replacing washers all through the house and i go to turn the water back on and i guessed it would be called electrolysis the line blew out at the ground level so uh had to go out to the main and shut it off, at the meter box. And I dig it out, and uh, I found out that the pipe was so corroded you couldn't have even stuck a pencil down inside of it, <laughs> lined
1: up. Right, right.
3: Anyway, I start digging, and it's probably about 50 feet across the yard. Keep digging, and it's still bad. I uh, thought my ex husband had put in a sprinkler system, and I thought he'd told me that he replaced the main line, and I kept waiting to run into the plastic line. Now, you know, Joyce, you know,
1: Joyce, the the number one rule about digging up supply lines you think your ex-husband replaced, you can cuss him every single inch of your digging. Oh,
3: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I found an ancient pop bottle in there that the original construction Uh, crew had thrown their garbage in. Anyway, I had to dig it out all the way... To the driveway, and then I had to shoot under probably about a 12 foot driveway. Oh my and goodness! And get to the water main. No. And ended up replacing everything. And you were
1: doing this all for your mom.
3: Yeah, I do it myself too. No. She, no.
1: she would have done these things earlier. What What's the saying? But no, that's what no. I call job creep. No, no good, no good deed goes unpunished. Is that? Is that, um, Jennifer? I want you to get a hold of Joyce. For all that she did for her mom, give her an Arizona staycation, all right? Let her let her go uh, grab a Sanderson Ford, and uh, I'll, we, we'll even make an exception for Joyce. We'll let her pick where she wants to go, and we'll set it up for her, okay? So hang on, Joyce. Anybody that's going to do that for her mom uh, deserves a Rosie on the House Sanderson Ford staycation. Uh, appreciate you calling and sharing that story, but yes, Sometimes those old plumbing lines are so old, uh, once you start fiddling with them, you very much run the risk of blowing the whole thing up. I hope that little strumming puts a tap in your toe and a smile on your face, a sparkle in your eye. Because that's how we want to leave you as we start wrapping up this Saturday morning's broadcast of Rosie on the House.
0: Texter said, I put weed and feed on my lawn about a month ago. There's some, it killed some weeds, but it also seems like it killed some grass as there are some bare spots in the yard. What can I put down to help it? Now, I'm not certain that the weed and feed would have killed your lawn the way that they did a, it in the
1: middle of the afternoon when it was 112 maybe. degrees
0: <laughs> maybe but he just said there's some bare spots so i would have think i think it would have killed more uniformly than just some bare spots what i would do is put a tuna can dish out on those bare spots and after your lawn goes off go and check it you're more than likely uh, bare spots in lawn usually are little pockets of the lawn where the irrigation system is not hitting for whatever reason now if you are getting water to that area uh, you might want to just loosen up that dirt you know you can get an, uh, a handheld aerator or an old screwdriver that you can sacrifice and just go out there <laughs> and beat the ground loosen it up soften it you can put some gypsum on top uh if you want you can reseed it but a bermuda grass will cover that in if it's getting proper water you just help it along by loosening up that, that dirt and little gypsum to soften it and let the roots spread and, and cover that in.
1: There you go. How about uh, Mr. Peterson's uh, severe gardening? My, my, There's nothing in my garden not begging to be put to death right now. Just, <laughs> just, just pull me, Rosie. Just pull me.
0: No. No need to hang on. <laughs> but
1: 8 ext- o'clock hours started with extreme heat gardening.
0: And one thing we didn't cover, and that was okra does really good in the heat, too. So if you like okra, you can grow that right now. The other thing about okra
1: is you don't have to fight uh, the roof rats or the field mice for it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They leave
1: that alone, and they leave artichokes alone. Those are two things that do very well in my garden, (laughs) rodent-free.
0: Nine o'clock, we had a realtor in. Now, we're not turning into a real estate show, but... If you're going to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend, having a proper realtor that will do the proper inspections for the home buying process, well, you you got to have Vicky Gorman.
1: There is only one person in the state of Arizona that you can call for a Rosie on the House approved home purchasing plan. You've come to trust us based on us being on air for 35 years, giving you the best advice we can give you. About Arizona home ownership. This is something I've been wanting to do for 15 years. If you're thinking about buying a home, or you know someone that's getting ready to move here, or upgrade, or go to a second home, and you want to give them the opportunity to go through the Rosie approved home buying plan, there's only one place to get it 602. Six eight nine two eight one zero, or find her under real estate agent at com. And next Saturday, next Saturday,
2: usually you'll find us right here in the studio, but we will be live out at Scottsdale and Shea at the new Rosie Wright Design, Build, Remodel Design Center. So come join us, we love seeing you. All, Rosie, Romey, and I will all be there.
0: You can find all the event details at com in the community calendar. That's next Saturday live south side of Shea, just west of Scottsdale Road by the YMCA.